You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny, sitting across from me is John Long. Hello. Together, we are the bad boys of Southern evangelical comedy, the unofficial the unacknowledged, and the unwanted voices of Southern Baptists across the land. And we thank you for joining us today. John, recently back from the beach. That's right. Looking all tan and relaxed, listening to Jimmy Buffett for six hours a day. Don't listen to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> I'm not a Jimmy Buffett fan. I'm not How a, dare you, sir? I'm not a Jimmy Buffett hater, <laughs> but I'm not a Jimmy Buffett fan. Now, he is a Alabamian. He is, yeah. You know? He's done a lot for the coast. Yes, he has. And I feel like I should probably like him, but none of his songs just do it. You know, like it, they don't move me. Not even Cheeseburger in Paradise. No, no, it does. Not all the worst. <laughs> cheeseburger in Paradise. You can't grow up in Alabama and go to parties and yeah. stuff and not know Jimmy Buffett songs. But if you were going to get me to, if you were like, hey, let's go to the Jimmy Buffett concert, mm-hmm. I'd probably say, well, I'm going to sit this one out. Well, I will tell you that it took a Jimmy Buffett concert. To get me to like his music. Okay. So. I've heard that about, I'm not a huge Bruce Springsteen fan either. And I heard somebody tell, I have a friend whose opinion I really trust. Not that I don't trust yours. <laughs> okay. Uh, who said. <laughs> That's exactly what that sounded like. I've got a friend who I really trust. <laughs> <laughs> Musical opinions I really trust. Fair enough. You we, do some, have a, we do have you a different taste. You went on audio in. slave, like tirade <laughs> yes. in the Facebook group. And I knew that would be triggering. I didn't even. Especially to I Jacqueline. I didn't even comment. I didn't even comment. <laughs> First of all, music is not a competition. No one has to be better than anyone else. That's true. It's a subjective type thing. You know, what mm-hmm. I like, another person doesn't have to like. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't hate Jimmy Buffett if people like right. him. I'm just Well, not. I don't hate Rage Against the Machine, but I do, I do my personal opinion. Sure. I like the Audio Slave better. I don't. And, uh, but the, I knew that that was, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I knew that would start. I knew that would get some comments. So I, I'm not an audio slave fan. Audio slave to me sounded like mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden together, and neither one of them were as good as they were before <laughs> they combined. <laughs> okay, that's my only. I felt take like on it. I felt like it was the best of Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden put together to form an epic super band. But that's just my opinion. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, Chris Cornell's dead now. So. He is. Mm-hmm. Last concert was in Tuscaloosa. People yeah. forget. We, we killed him. Mm-hmm. That's not right. I shouldn't have said that. And then the, the dude from uh, from Lincoln Park, he was, what, a year later? I have no, I've, I missed the whole Lincoln Park boat. I don't okay. know anything about Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other songs or anything. Well, see, I was in my early 20s during like the new metal, and yeah. they spelled NU, new sure. metal phase. Right, yeah. So I was super into all that back yeah. then. I was a huge Lincoln Park fan back in the day. I don't I don't know. Like Lincoln Park would Slipknot hit it big, mm-hmm. you know? There used to be a Grateful Dead. Grateful Dead has a song called Slipknot. There used to be a Grateful Dead cover band. That played around called Slipknot, and somebody was like, <laughs> I got Whoops. the new Slipknot CD, and I was like, Whoa, those dudes made a CD, man, let's listen to it. And they put it on, and I was like, Not what you were expecting? This is not the same band that I used to go see at the booth or this whatever. Is, this is not my hippie music. Yeah, I'm used like, to this is way different. This is that head banging, screaming yeah. stuff that Tiny listens Which, to. I don't really, I like heavy metal, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I cut my teeth on heavy metal. But okay. I, all that new metal stuff, I yeah. was in the chasm of the Grateful Dead. Like, gotcha. It's, that's the downside of the Grateful Dead is that it, you can let it consume you. Okay. And I did. For it's a not while. just a band. Yeah, it's, it's a almost lifestyle. like <laughs> yes. you know, it's a lifestyle. 
Yeah. But what you do is you're like, because the Grateful Dead is the world's greatest cover band. Uh huh. They covered so many songs. You'd be like, oh, okay, so this was a song by this person. I'm going to go listen to everything that person did, too. And so you would just kind of, you were insulated into Grateful Dead world mm-hmm. in that way. Plus, they have so much shows and material that it's hard to get out of it. And now I only listen to the dead maybe maybe three days a week. So okay. I listen to other stuff, too. But anyways, that's talking music with John and Tiny. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I forgot for a minute, but yeah. this is actually an odd news podcast. It is. It is not a music review. <laughs> did, uh, did anything weird happen last week? I'm sure nothing all that weird happened. No, nothing at all has happened weird. <laughs> There's no major cities on fire. No, I mean, people aren't pulling statues down left and right, you know. <laughs> right. That's not a bad thing, in my opinion, though. I just want to get on record that I'm not pro-Confederate monument. Right. I, I'm, I don't care about Confederate monuments at all. I think the reason, and this is just my personal opinion, and I'm an uneducated person, so no one's, you know, to take, no one... Take my opinion as gospel. Sure. But I think a lot of people find their identity in the South and in the Confederacy, and that's why it bothers a lot of white people so bad it's such to, a strange, to tear stuff yeah. down. But, I, you know, at a certain point in my life, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to find my identity. And yes, I'm from the South. And there's a lot of stuff about the South that's great right. that don't that's not racist. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, I made a whole list of it. You did. This week while I was sitting on the beach, you know. But I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to try to I'm going to try to find my identity in Christ. I want to, you, go. you know, love my neighbor as as you're supposed to love yourself. And I'm going to hope that that's what defines me in life. I love the South. Mm-hmm. By far the coolest region in the United States. Except in the summertime. Not well. Temperature wise, it's never the coolest <laughs> no. region, I don't think. But. The stuff the South has given the world has been great. Just music alone. I mean, the records we've cut mm-hmm. in Muscle Shoals, Alabama alone is enough to to stand the test of time. And as someone who I have ancestors who fought for the Confederacy, you can go see the drum that my great, great, whatever relative had mm-hmm. uh, that he played and all that. I don't care about the Confederacy. Why would you, why would anyone use the confederacy as any point of southern pride is beyond me we blew the war guys in case y'all didn't know we We didn't win no we got beat really bad i mean it was a blowout you know it's like alabama versus uh southern missouri or somebody they killed us and we deserved it i guess for what we were fighting for we definitely deserved it and i get that Sure, the majority of Southerners who fought didn't own slaves, and there was the whole Conscription Act and everything like that. I'm well-versed in Confederate history Mm -hmm. and Southern history, and I would argue with anybody about it. It's just not something that you need to be proud of. Most of our generals made horrible tactical mistakes throughout Mm -hmm. the whole war, outside of Jackson, who was killed by his own people, by our own troops, our one really great general. We killed him when he was coming back in. They were like, hey, what's the password? And they just shot him, you know? <laughs> wild, wild story. Anyways, I don't care about statues. Just back to the original. Right. Doesn't bother me at all. We can pull down all statues everywhere. I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. not a statue guy. But I don't even care about Statue of Liberty. I'll say that. I love America. <laughs> but if they were to take the Statue of Liberty down, it wouldn't change the fact that I love America. Right. And I love the South. And that has nothing to do with the statues that they put up or the Confederacy. I just love the South because we're cooler than every mm-hmm. other place. And people think we're a bunch of idiots, but we actually have a lot of brilliant people down here. We only put a man on the moon. Yeah. People forget about that. That came <laughs> from Alabama. To, thanks to all those Nazi scientists we True. heard out of after World War II. True. That's something we have discussed before. <laughs> it's a little wild out of all the places that could have moved the Nazis to. They picked Alabama. Like, no, you'll be comfortable down there. <laughs> oh, gracious. Yeah. So, anyways. That's enough about Southern. I try to history. view myself as a sojourner. And okay. This yeah. is not my true home. Sure. I'm passing through. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm all, I'm 100% Southern by the grace of God. I feel that way. I love the South. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the things that we've done, the literature we've put out, the music we've put out, the inventions we've put out. I think that's all great. Mm-hmm. The food. You can tell me you get better food anywhere <laughs> in the United States than the South. You're not. No. Uh, I mean, that's why we're all fat, because our food's so good. 
Yeah, like, if people, you lived here, you'd be fat yeah, too. People like in the Pacific Northwest, like look at those fat Southerners. I'm like, you guys are eating kale and you know rice and stuff. <laughs> <You know? laughs> come, come spend five years down here. Let's see how much weight you gain. You know, y'all don't even know about casseroles. <laughs> it's just the way it is because our food's so good. Absolutely, I love it. Anyways, so has been a little bit going on. I have a few different stories. Got a preacher in Argentina who's a little mad about the coronavirus and the restrictions put on him. Okay. Got a police. We got an all points bulletin for somebody and we'll put out on the podcast. What about you? Well, we're going to talk about Chase from the Paw Patrol. We're going to talk about Poland accidentally invading the Czech Republic. Okay. But we're turning the tides this time. (laughs) I know. Usually they're getting invaded. (laughs) But I wanted to start with this. The treasure of Forest Finn has supposedly been found. Okay. I posted this in the group early last week. Very triggering to some. Yes. I didn't keep up with it. (laughs) You missed out. But uh, do you remember at all the, the treasure of Forest Finn? All I really remember is that it was an old dude who hid some gold. That's in a nutshell, okay. yes, that's it, yeah. absolutely. This was an 89-year-old Santa Fe author and artifacts dealer. He hid a treasure chest, uh, and he gave, I want to say it was like 10 clues. Yeah. And he just put it out to the world like, hey, I've hidden a treasure. Go find it. Kind of like that movie Rat Race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> he has told the media that it has supposedly been found. All right. But anyway, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to read the article here. It's... Uh, Forrest Finn confirms that his treasure has been found. This comes from SantaFeNewMexico.com. The search for the treasure might be over, but the fight sure isn't. Forrest Finn, an 89-year-old Santa Fe author and artifacts dealer, said his treasure chest was hidden in the Rocky Mountains in 2010 and was found last week. It's true, Finn told the New Mexican in a phone call Sunday, adding that the finder of his chest located the valuable goods a few days ago. Finn wouldn't say where the treasure was found or who found it. Quote, the guy who found it does not want his name mentioned. He's from back east, he said, adding that it was confirmed from a photograph that the man had sent him. Finn declined to produce the photograph Sunday. An estimated 350,000 people have hunted for Finn's treasure. Some quit their jobs to do so. But it's had deadly consequences. At least five people have died while searching for the chest, which, I mean, I, I guess it can happen, but yeah. what do you have to do to die looking for a treasure? Well, you know? people die in hiking accidents all the time. Right. Well, I wouldn't say all the time, but regularly. Mm-hmm. So I imagine if you just get yourself overexposed, fall off a ledge, something like that. Right. Yeah, it could happen. But that can happen to just a hiker. Like, I sure. Don't, I know that there have been people who have tried to pin this on Forrest Finn. Like, hey, if you didn't go hide your treasure, these people yeah, would still be alive. Yeah. But they, I well, don't know. I don't think that's fair. If I died hunting for a treasure, none of y'all would ever know about it. Because <laughs> I wouldn't tell anybody I was going hunting for treasure. <laughs> right. <know>? Stupid. Stupid, Because <laughs> what are you going to do if you find it? Not tell a soul. <laughs> right. I'm disappearing. <laughs> Yeah, Barbara Anderson, a Chicago real estate attorney, said that she's filing an injunction in federal district court alleging that she solved the puzzle but was hacked by someone that she didn't know. He stole my solve, she said in an interview. He followed and cheated me to get the chest. Anderson, who has been licensed to practice law in Illinois since 1998, is representing herself. In the injunction, she seeks to stop an unknown defendant. Now, I feel like the term unknown there is very key. It's going to be tough. (laughs) It's going to be tough. Uh, From selling the booty from the treasure chest, she is also asking the court to give the chest to her. And that's not the only court case involving Finn's treasure. In December, David Harold Hansen of Colorado Springs, Colorado, sued Finn for $1.5 million, claiming he has deprived him of the treasure through fraudulent statements and misleading clues. Which I didn't understand. There was I didn't know there was a law yeah. that states if you hide a treasure, you can't give false clues yeah, or, I mean, or throw can't. people off the trail. Yeah, that seems really weird. <laughs> a judge threw out the case in February, citing mishandled procedure for serving Finn with the lawsuit. But last week, Hanson petitioned the court to reopen the case. Uh, Hanson could not be reached Sunday for comment. One treasure hunter taking Finn to court was skept- skeptical of the timing. 
Brian Erskine of Prescott, Arizona, said in his complaint filed in U.S. District Court that he solved the quest. So now we've got two people oh, who have solved the quest, even though they have no treasure. They don't have the treasure. <laughs> exactly. Possession is nine-tenths of the law, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Erskine said that the site in question is in San Juan, in the San Juan Mountains of Colorado, between the towns of Silverton and Uray, and accessible by U.S. 550, also known as the Million Dollar Highway. He just got served with my lawsuit, and now we have this press release, he said in an interview on Sunday. Among other arguments for the case, Erskine says abandoning a chest of valuables in the wild, as Finn says he has done, means that he couldn't give title, as Finn writes in his memoir, The Thrill of the Chase. Erskine said he's confident his lawsuit will proceed, and still others believe the treasure never existed or had already been given away. I think his announcement is at least a few years and a few lives too late, <laughs> but he has to live with that. I believe this was over much earlier than today, said the treasure hunter Seth Wallach. I think 2019 is the year he said was his last to do any interviews about the treasure, which I interpret as he lost interest because the hunt was no longer. He added in 2020, he said the treasure was found, but doesn't reveal any details, so his narrative can't be questioned. Saying he wanted others to partake in an old-fashioned adventure, Finn published clues online in the 24-line poem published in his memoir. In 2017, he told the New Mexican the chest weighs 20 pounds and its content weigh another 22 pounds. He said he delivered the chest to his hiding place over two trips by himself. Asked how he felt Sunday, Finn said it's been quite the decade. I don't know. I feel halfway kind of glad and halfway kind of sad because the chase is over. Hmm. So we have a guy who claims he hit a chest, claims that chest has now been found, right? won't reveal who it was that found it, and there's two people who filed lawsuits saying the chest is rightfully theirs, and another guy who filed a ch uh, lawsuit saying Finn lied about clues as to where the treasure was located. Well, this all sounds like a lot of sour grapes from the people who didn't find it, number one. It sounds like to me, if you have any money, whatever you do, don't hide it Until for other people yeah. to find it. Exactly. <laughs> Just give it to me. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it off your hands, hassle-free. Yes. <laughs> Just putting that out there. And you know what? You can even say that you hid it yeah. and say that we found it. I don't even care if you... You can say you hid it and let people hunt for it for centuries. <laughs> and I will never breathe a word of it. Yeah. I'm toting secrets with me that I will never reveal. You just got to take them to the grave, you know? I'm excellent at that. So all you rich, older people with gold bullion you want to hide in the woods somewhere, yes. just holler at your boy. And I will never sue you, and I will never let anybody sue you. So what are they going to do? I mean, how how can they sue? Let's say this lady who's a real estate agent, let's say she won her case. Yeah, how are they going to get a chest that we don't even know for sure ever existed right. from someone that we don't know who it is? Yeah, who supposedly know. has it? And this dude, this Finn dude's like so old, he don't care. He's like, I'm gonna die. Like, yeah. What are y'all gonna do to me? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like uh, I think Forrest Finn should hide another one. <laughs> maybe not a bad idea, or just say sure, <laughs> right? Yeah, not a bad idea at all. Well, I, I mean, I just feel like these people are. are Grasping at straws. That's yes. the right phrase I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Trying to get a little piece of the pie. And you didn't find it. And I, I mean, the lady said she was hacked, but in treasure hunting, I mean, it's all, all, everything's fair. You know? Right. Like if me and you were hunting for a treasure and I knew that you knew it was like 30 paces from the old oak tree and I didn't know that and I heard you, overheard you say it, I'm going to go 30 paces <laughs> from the old oak tree as quickly as I can. Right. And who cares? But what you don't realize is that I was throwing you off. Sure. It's really 50 paces from the old hickory tree. And that's the, that's the <laughs> smart thing that you would do. And then you go file a lawsuit because I lied and gave you a false clue. <laughs> and you spent half a day digging and never found anything. What a commentary on American society. <laughs> that we can't just have a good old-fashioned treasure hunt without getting lawyers involved. Yeah. It's wild. Also, treasure. I can see how that would be fun. I mean, yeah. I've, I've watched National Treasure. It's a great sure. movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can see how going on a treasure hunt can be interesting, but I don't feel like it's a very 
is a very good financial investment. No. Certainly yeah. not a good thing to quit your job to <laughs> pursue a treasure. Have you ever seen, I think it comes on the line, Hudson loves this show. It's called Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates, I think is his name. Okay, I wa- there was one that used to come on Sci-Fi that okay. was similar, I think. This dude like okay. goes and hunts for old I'm familiar with Josh Gates, but, yeah. but it... But he never finds anything, ever. He never finds anything. That's the joke in our house. It's like Hudson will watch. Hudson has like 35 episodes DVR. Mm -hmm. He just watches them over and over again. Which follow me, maybe my kid, maybe he'll grow up being an archaeologist. That's always, always thought that'd be a cool job. But it's always like, what's Josh not finding today, you know? (laughs) Well, how many seasons have they been looking for that treasure at the bottom of that pit? Oh, in Oak Island? Yes. (laughs) Oak Island is the biggest (laughs) joke of a thing ever. (laughs) I was about to say, Forrest Finn ain't got nothing on Oak Island. Oak Island, the treasure on Oak Island is the advertising dollars they sell (laughs) for people who keep tuning in to it. Yes. I watched one season of Oak Island because... My friend Mudhut was all into it. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. And he was like telling me about it. So I went and I watched the first season. I'm like, nope, I'm done. They're yeah. never finding it. They're never <laughs> finding anything on this island. But the Holy Grail could be down there, John. Oh, it could. <laughs> it could. Except that it's not. It's, yeah, right. Like, how hard is it to... I would have, I would have already excavated that entire island. You know, there would be no island. Well, the money that... I mean, it, the term money pit is perfect yeah, for this right. thing because... All that has happened is people have thrown money in this pit and right. gotten nothing. Nothing out of it. Yes. Yeah. I would have already, there would be no island. Left. But if they've got drills and all this modern day heavy equipment, yeah. but they expect us to believe that pirates or maybe the Knights Templar did this with shovels? <laughs> yes, exactly. In like the what, the 1500s? Yes. Come exactly. on. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm with you on it. Yeah. I'm sorry to offend you Oak Island fans out there. But it's a hoax, guys. Or if there was something there, it's not there now. Yeah, it's already been found. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, right. Well, let's move on to kind of back to what we were talking about to begin with, Confederate statues. Okay. I found a very interesting change.org petition. I've talked about on this show that I don't sign petitions ever for any reason. Not even when it's to drink the elixir of life dug out of a well, coffin from right. some yes. pyramid Yeah, somewhere. we even had our own one. <laughs> we did. Uh, if you're a listener and you're like, I need a, we got a petition going so I can get a kidney transplant. I'm sorry I'm not signing it. I don't sign petitions. It's just a, a hard and fast rule I have. Except for this one, which I signed. Okay. <laughs> Replace Confederate statues in New Orleans with statues of Louisiana hero, Britney Spears. (laughs) Before becoming one of the world's most important and influential pop legends, Britney Spears was living life in a small southern town by the name of Kentwood, Louisiana. Not only has Britney proven her talent, but she has proven her strength of character by... Not only overcoming highly publicized mental breakdowns, but <laughs> by continuously working towards improving herself. She's an inspiration to millions. Oh, yes, absolutely. Sure. When I think of someone who's had it rough in life and has overcome, Brittany. I think of Britney Spears. Have you been married to K-Fed? That's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, people forget about her and K-Fed. Uh, while her contributions are too many to list here, below are a few examples of her charitable efforts to give back to her beloved home state. In 2006, the Britney Spears Foundation raised $585,000 for charity and donated a large portion of it to the Hurricane Katrina relief programs. Come on. Teamed up with the Red Cross in 2016 to raise money for Louisiana flood victims. Along with Ellen, Ellen generous mm-hmm. donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to this relief, and she's currently donating some of her Las Vegas ticket sales to Louisiana schools for flood recovery. There's a theme with floods down Louisiana, if y'all didn't know. Right. Uh, the money donated will be contributed to a state fund, which will help teachers purchase supplies and mer- materials. She's already earned her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And now it's time for her home state to honor her with the tribute that she deserves. Do the right thing. Replace Confederate statues with an actual Louisiana hero, an influential human being, Britney Spears. 
I rest my case. <laughs> if you can't get behind that, I don't know what you will get behind. Well, I do see a problem here, though. Okay. What is the what is the monument going to be? Like, well, how is it going to look? Oh, well, are we going to Is go it going to be a statue of her? Is she going to be holding a snake? Maybe. That's what I'm saying. Is she going to be go, bald? We're going to go young Britney. I mean, there's plenty of them, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. You know? Uh-huh. I mean, eventually they're going to tear down Andrew Jackson's statue in Jackson Square. Mm-hmm. Now, even though... And now, Andrew Jackson, by all accounts, not a great human, right? right? Did a lot of bad stuff. But he did defend New Orleans in the Battle of New Orleans from the British taking it back over. All right? That's why his statue's there. That was before he went and killed a bunch of Native Americans. He's kind of in the middle of all that. Okay? <laughs> He's big-time Indian killer. Yes. Or Native American killer. Did not like the Native peoples yeah. at all. Not all. No. Not a, not a bit. But uh, so, like, you could put her, like, young Brittany... Uh, what's the name of that song? Hit me one more time, Brittany, <laughs> on there, you know? Yeah. And then uh, Slave for You, Brittany, with a snake over <laughs> where the other one is, you know? Yeah. Or Mental Breakdown hitting a car with an umbrella, Brittany, over where another one is. Uh-huh. I don't see a flaw in this plan, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we should get behind it. You know what? I think that uh, one, one of the problems with monuments is when you put them up, there's usually going to be people try to mess with them sure. and stuff. Sometimes yeah. you have to put up signs. Yeah. That say stay away. I think we need to put up signs that says leave Brittany alone. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, there's a town in Russia. I don't remember where it is, but after the fall of communism, they tore down all their old statues and it's like statues by Al Bundy and you know, like T V personalities and stuff that they put in their place. And it's like super funny. That's what I think this would be like super funny yeah. to do. So join with me yeah. in Getting Louisiana, a Louisiana hero, mm-hmm. the rightful recognition she deserves. Uh, yeah, I've also, among all this going on, I've also heard that there's a petition to uh, put up a statue of the uh, gore singer, Odorous oh, yeah. Among Us, or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, that was in Virginia. Yeah, I remember reading that now. And there's also a petition to tear down a Robert E. Lee statue in Nashville, I think, and replace it with Dolly Parton. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea. Personally. I, I, I think we need an Earth Oddity statue somewhere. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd settle for a plaque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would settle for a nice plaque. Maybe yeah. just a historical marker somewhere. Yeah. Um, I like to say, I wouldn't. I don't want to go on another tirade about how I don't care about statues, but I uh-huh. think statues that were funny would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, a Dolly statue. Now, if you tip that thing over, it's going to be top heavy. Just so y'all know, <laughs> like in the future, if Dolly does something problematic, we need to tear it down. <laughs> it's going to be a little top heavy on you. Okay, it's going to come down with some weight. All right. <laughs> oh man. Oh Dolly. Kid from Fat was in a movie with Dolly, you know. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, the Coat of Many Colors is like a TV made for TV movie okay. about Dolly's life. Mm-hmm. And he was uh he was the bully in it. Okay. Yeah, from our hometown. How about that? Yeah. Didn't even know. Yeah, his parents are pretty cool people. Do we not have a historical marker in Fayette somewhere about that? Probably. Probably. <laughs> if there's not, we should. Maybe we should petition for we that. We should. I'm a sucker for a historical marker, by the way. I'll stop and read them mm-hmm. all the time. Love them. Well, all this talk about how we don't care about Confederate statues, and and, and honest, in all seriousness, I echo Johnson's yeah. sentiments. I'm not worried about what they do or don't do with statues yeah, right. around here. It's, it's not going to affect me. I've never once looked upon a Confederate statue. <laughs> and <laughs> shed a tear. Or even, I don't even remember even stopping for a Confederate statue anywhere. Right. Uh, I know they, they tore down one in Birmingham. Yeah. And I, I've been through Lynn Park. Yeah. I had no idea that there was a Confederate monument there. Now, here's the weird thing about Charles Lynn, okay? Mm-hmm. They tore down the statue of Charles Lynn. They also tore down the Confederate monument, which was a obelisk. Now, Charles Lynn was a Confederate in name only. He was running cotton for the Confederacy through blockades mm-hmm. to sell it, you know, and was caught by the North and pardoned, and then he moved to Birmingham and basically founded Birmingham, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, it wasn't like he was, I'm out. You know, riding on the front lines, right? Forrest and Jackson or whoever. Yeah. But uh, one person I will stand up for is Chase of the Paw Patrol. Oh, yeah. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. All right. <laughs> they, at first, they came for Chase and I said nothing because 
<laughs> I didn't like the Paw Patrol. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, Paw Patrol feels fan pressure to give Chase the police dog the boot. <laughs> uh, and this comes from Newsweek. In the wake of protest against police brutality following the death of George Floyd, many people are pushing to change Paw Patrol, the Nickelodeon kids cartoon about a group of rescue dogs that protect a seaside town. Oh, and the dogs talk, by the way. On June 2nd, the Paw Patrol's Twitter account announced they would mute their content until June 7th in solidarity of hashtag Amplify Melanated Voices. However, fans are calling for an alternative solution to give Chase the police dog the boot. And the Twitterverse went after the children's show and claimed that it contributed to portraying the police in an exclusively positive light. Euthanize the police dog, a fan wrote. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> A little bit. I mean, you know, if you're really worried about the cops always being the good guys in your kids' show about talking dogs, you know what? If if I'm remembering my Paw Patrol correct, there's a, a kitty catastrophe crew, and they're like the bad guy cats. Oh. Let's just make them police, too, you know? So the cats are the bad... I'm not up on Paw Patrol. <laughs> like, my kids are out of cartoons you're by, right by the time it came around well anyway uh defund the paw patrol another said <laughs> chase merchandise is gonna sell poorly now one person quipped you've already brainwashed a bunch of kids into thinking law enforcement is a noble and just profession a third chimed in better to scrap production forever if you want to make lasting change for a paramilitary organization Chase breaks so many privacy laws, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Sky also in direct violation of international standards, preventing dogs from flying helicopters on Twitter. This isn't real. This can't, this be, can't real. be real. Right. This is a kid's show about talking dogs. Are we really <laughs> going to sit here and have a conversation about how problematic these talking dogs are? Come on. <laughs> well, this is like... When you're just too woke, you know? <laughs> yes. like, like, I don't think being woke's a bad idea. Like, this sounds like a prank that 4chan would pull. And yeah, then right. all the people jump in and think it's serious and right. take it, take like it seriously. Like the circle game, you know? That's <laughs> still going on, by the way. Oh, yeah. I saw an article today about a cop that got fired because he did the OK sign. Hudson Long in the... Middle school yearbook. Easy like now. Five pictures is doing it. Oh, no. And I had to have a conversation with him. Like, can't do that no more. We can't do that. Huh? 4chan ruined that right. for us. And he's like, well, it's just a circle game. I'm like, well, look, man, it was a circle game until a bunch of idiots started using it <laughs> to say it was white power <laughs> yes. stuff. So now we can't do it anymore. And that's what happens. Idiots ruin fun stuff for everybody. <laughs> yes. You know? Like I say, I don't know about Chase. I don't know nothing of the Paw Patrol other than I've seen kids wearing like Paw Patrol mm -hmm. t-shirts and stuff. But I don't know anything about it. If there's any problem that I have with Paw Patrol is I don't understand who funds the Paw Patrol. Can you imagine the millions of dollars it would cost to first to get six dogs that can talk? <laughs> but you don't stop there. Now you got to have a secret lookout for them. You got to teach them all. How to drive, how to operate heavy machinery. Helicopters, apparently. Well, they all have dog houses that transform into heavy equipment. Wow. You got a, a dog house that turns into a police car, and then you got a dog house that turns into a helicopter, and you got another dog house that turns into a hovercraft. And who, the who military pays for industrial this? complex is out of hand. I <laughs> who, can get on board with this now. Who You're pays making for me this? woke, okay? <laughs> who pays for this? <laughs> You're making me woke. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you this, too. Now, I have come under a lot of scrutiny for my views on this in the children's department at our church. I, there's not a single kid that goes to church here that's on my side. But Marshall, he is the, the Dalmatian. He's like the fire dog, the fireman yeah. dog. I believe that he's a double agent and he's really working for the evil mayor Humdinger of like the <laughs> town next door because he's all the time messing up uh, and he plays it off like he's clumsy. Yeah. But every time they need something done or like an animal needs to be rescued, you know, and they're fixing to do it, he's going to trip and, and knock over a piece of equipment okay. or he's going to like knock them all over yeah. and then they got to reset something. Stuff. Yeah. Well, he's a, yeah, a double agent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, Mar Here's the thing. Marshall is the one that needs to be canceled. Okay, not sure. Chase. <laughs> right. Well, I think not that logical thinking has really went into <laughs> this stance on the Paw Patrol. <laughs> but I would think that 
showing children that the police can do good things is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. I think there is a time and place where you have to introduce reality to your children as a parent. Right. To say, hey, you know, Chase, he was always the good guy, but sometimes there are police who aren't always the good guy. (laughs) Well, how about this? Like, here's one thing that bothers me, and it's there's such an attitude of, like, group mentality. Like, if you have a few bad cops, and listen... We've talked on this, but we support the protest. I, I'm glad that Derek Chauvin is in prison. Sure. He murdered somebody yeah. in the streets. Still might, get all a, to see. still might get a million dollar pension, though. That's <laughs> yeah. your union guys, Tiny. All your union people. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. Because some cops are bad, and, and there absolutely needs to be police reform, I sure. think. Sure. But uh, we're going to say that all cops are bad and we can't have like a talking cop dog because now cops are canceled. Seems quite a jump. You know? Yeah, yeah I agree. What about all the African-American cops? Are they all bad, too? You see know. what I'm saying? I like, mean, yeah. We, we, we've, we've completely lost the concept of the individual. Sure. I think we should be able to tell our kids, hey, Chase is a good guy because he's Chase. Yeah, because he does good things. But you know what? Mayor Humdinger, he's an a-hole. Okay. Right. He's constantly trying to ruin stuff for everybody. So what you're saying, Tiny, is love the police, hate the government. Okay. <laughs> I get you now. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And like, yeah, you know, I mean, people, we get into this, we, we just need to understand that people are individuals. Sure. Some people are good. Some people are bad. I don't sure. think you can take any one group of people, whether right. it be white people, black people, Chinese people, whatever, or, you know, all men, all women, because we've seen that too, y'all, like, you know, all the toxic masculinity sure. stuff, right. you know, some people are good, some people are bad, sure. but people are individuals. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think there's some very serious and real conversations that need to be had about mm-hmm. policing in America. Absolutely. The militarization of the police force. Absolutely. All of that needs to happen. <laughs> I don't know that. Attacking Paw Patrol <laughs> is going to accomplish the goal. Right. And I feel like maybe this was just people goofing off on Twitter because Twitter will get some jokes going real quick, you know? <laughs> yes. They love it. And then the the like old people at the newspaper thought they were being serious or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. That, that That's what I want to tell myself. Right. That's know? what I want to believe. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. They're just goofing on Twitter, and somebody saw it was like, "Oh my goodness, they want to cancel Chase," you know. And you know what? While we're going after, while we're going after portrayals of police officers in popular media, sure, I would just like to say that I don't remember Detective John McClain reading a lot of people their Miranda rights. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like I say, but there's there's plenty of problems with the police. Yeah, and I can recognize that as a white dude, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, that we need to do some stuff. Yeah, we do. I don't know that that Chase is the tipping off point is where we <laughs> want to start our arguments at. Right. Know? So I've choose to believe people just goofing off about that. <laughs> Some folks misinterpreted it. <laughs> but let's talk about the police here, okay? Let's do it. This is from our friends in Nebraska. Polk County Sheriff is looking for a man who was photographed wearing a utility belt, a bra, and carrying a long knife. Okay. Now, he has nothing else on but a utility belt, a bra, and a long knife. Yeah, I was just fixing to ask, is that against the law? If it is, I don't want it to be. <laughs> if that's wrong, I don't want to be yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Where was this at? Uh, Polk, Nebraska. Okay. So they're searching do they for... Not have, do they not have an open carry law in, in Nebraska? <laughs> they're searching for a man caught on camera wearing the peculiar clothes and trespassing. I think that's the hit. That's there. the real problem yeah. here. You can do that on your own property. <laughs> the images were captured uh, Saturday by Chad Hoffman's trail cam on land he rents near Polk, which is about 20 miles northwest of York. The photos show a man wearing a utility belt, a bra, and not much else. A long knife appears to be hanging from the belt. He's got him a Bowie knife. <laughs> right. I did I did a double take and didn't quite believe what I saw in that picture, Hoffman said. Something out of the ordinary, obviously. The camera picked up more shots of the mystery man early Sunday morning. He was seen wearing slightly different clothes and riding off on an ATV. Hoffman says he's missing a deer stand that was still in the box and was stored on the property. And he thinks that's what's on the back of the ATV in one of the photos. Hmm. 
Everybody is kind of on edge around here, Hoffman said, especially going down there. We have crops to take care of, and there's some cattle down there, so our heads are on a swivel. Hoffman sent the photos to the Polk County Sheriff's Office, and Sheriff Dwayne Ladwig says he considers the mystery man a possible threat and that the situation is very concerning. He says deputies checked an abandoned house in the area on Tuesday but didn't find any sign of the man. People are asked to call 911 if they see the man. So all our Nebraska people, <laughs> keep your eyes out for a guy in a utility belt and a bra carrying a long knife. Right. So. If he's trespassing. Yeah, definitely if he's trespassing. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you didn't welcome him onto your property, <laughs> then he needs to be found and have proper punishment. But maybe if he's not trespassing. Maybe he's just working on his tan. <laughs> What's, his you know? What's he doing? I don't know what the weather's like in Nebraska <laughs> during the summer. All right. But in Alabama, walking around naked in a bra, you know, wouldn't be that unusual for a man like me. <laughs> well, except for a bra. Well, I'm gaining a little weight, Tiny. <laughs> as I noticed while I was down at the beach looking at some photos. I've put on a little more weight than I thought. Go check to. out John's profile pic if you're listening to this. Yeah, I got a good profile picture. Thank you to the third eagle who made that for me, by the way. He's given me two good photoshops in the past. This is the second one. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, I would hate if I was checking trail cams to see this dude on it. You know, it's one thing for like an old redneck. He's out there in his yeah. blue jeans and his shirt and he's hunting or whatever on your land. To see a naked dude with a knife wearing a bra and a utility belt. Giving off some serious Buffalo Bob. Yes, vibes. exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's going to scare you to death. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of scaring you to death, how about this? Did you know that Poland invaded the Czech Republic? No, I did not. <laughs> they did. But they say it was all just a big misunderstanding. This comes from CNN. The Polish military has admitted that it accidentally invaded the Czech Republic last month, but it insists that its brief occupation of a small part of the country was simply a misunderstanding. Polish soldiers mistakenly crossed the country's border with the Czech Republic in late May before setting up there. The Czech Foreign Ministry told CNN. The soldiers who had been guarding parts of the closed Polish-Czech border during the coronavirus pandemic then started turning away Czech citizens who were attempting to visit a church in their own country. The snafu led the Czech embassy in Warsaw to take immediate action and notify its Polish counterpart, the Czech government told CNN, adding that Poland has still not formally explained why it mistakenly annexed its neighbor. Our Polish counterparts unofficially assured us that this incident was merely a misunderstanding caused by the Polish military with no hostile intention. However, we are still expecting a formal statement, a foreign ministry spokesperson told CNN. The Polish soldiers are no longer present and our citizens can visit freely, can visit the site freely, the spokesperson added. We are still waiting for the formal Polish statement. They repeated when asked how long Polish troops were in the country. Poland's Ministry of Defense also acknowledged, acknowledged the brief occupation on Friday. The placement of the border post was a result of misunderstanding, not a deliberate act. It was corrected immediately, and the case was resolved also by the Czech side, it told CNN in a statement. And then it goes on to say where it happened at. Soldiers of the Polish army support the border guard in protecting the state border after its closure due to the coronavirus pandemic. The operation is led by Armed Forces Operational Command, which is, which is in direct contact with the Border Guard. The Polish government did not confirm how long its soldiers were present in the Czech Republic. Borders between European Union countries are often barely visible as citizens enjoy freedom of movement across the bloc. But the pandemic has complicated that long-standing arrangement with nations shutting off entry to foreigners to control the spread of the virus. Poland has blocked people from entering the country since March. Poland was involved in a handful of more serious border conflicts with the former Czechoslovakia during the 20th century. The two countries fought a seven-day war over territory in the Celsia region in 1919. The Poland annexed a region around the city of Bohunin in 1938. I'm sure I didn't Nailed say it. those right. Nailed it. But, uh, I, you know what? I think this is just what happens when your military is using Waze instead of Google Maps. <laughs> you, uh, well, that's what I think. I think this proves that 
not just in the U.S. military, that land uh, military across the world, land nav is like extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. People have gotten spoiled <laughs> right there with ways and GPS, and they don't know how to shoot an azimuth and use a map <laughs> and figure out where they're going. And can't even do dead reckoning. That's right. <laughs> so that's why Eagle Scouts are better than the military, once again. <laughs> I just like it how they were just like, oopsies. We're our bad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, that's on us, guys. <laughs> and I mean, I, it, from what it says, it sounds like they sounded up, they set up camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And turned away <laughs> citizens. <laughs> and you know, like, who it was all just a mistake. It's like the, uh, whatever, the lieutenant colonel for the Czech army when he got the call that they were set up in the wrong country. <laughs> he was like, oh, no. This <laughs> is bad. This is real bad. <laughs> Gotta pull some damage control, guys. But yeah. how how grown up are they not to start oh, yeah. fighting over this? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I have to think that's probably better than we would do. I was about to say, I think if that happened over here, Trump, he would have done the dropping bombs. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> He's putting boots on the ground if that happened over here. If Mexico, you know. <laughs> yeah. If they accidentally mistake. came in and, yeah. and set up shop somewhere, there would be some shots fired. Sure. There wouldn't right. be none of this. Oh, our bad guys. <laughs> if it happened in Texas, Texans may just handle it on their own. They don't even call the government. You know, they may take more land. They're like, Man, I've been waiting for this day for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Which in my list on Facebook of proud Southern things, I didn't list anything that at least knowingly that came from Texas because hmm. Texas is kind of its own thing. But sometimes they like to pretend they're part of the South when it's convenient for them. Right. But then when anytime you talk about Texas, they act like, you know, we're the Republic of Texas. And we're they're very well, they everybody. operated as their own country for nine years. Sure, right. And they are very proud of that. Yeah. No, very, very proud, proud of that. Yeah. Oh, yes. no. Well, we got to remind them every once in a while that they wouldn't be their own country for that little bit of time. <laughs> it weren't for a bunch of people from Tennessee coming over and helping them out. Okay. So, yeah, well, that was, we're just not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about none of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hate that that happened in the Czech Republic, between the Czech Republic and, and Poland. Poland. Yeah. But the coronavirus has got everybody going crazy mm-hmm. worldwide. And here, this comes from The Guardian. An Argentinian pastor turns church into a bar in protest at un- of uneven coronavirus restrictions. Okay. So he's not Baptist. I'm apparently. about to say, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is not a Baptist if it was church. A, if it was a coffee bar, it would be Baptist. <laughs> An evangelical church. Now, in, in the United States, if you say evangel- evangelical, they're pretty much talking about Baptist. But <laughs> I think it's a little different in Argentina. So... An evangelical church in Argentina has reopened as a bar in protest against the lockdown on religious services that remain in place despite the gradual opening up of other activities around the country. Bar tables were placed inside the church and pastors dressed as waiters carrying Bibles on their trays (laughs) in a mock service as part of a call for their religious services to be allowed during Argentina's coronavirus coronavirus lockdown. We are standing here today dressed like this, carrying a tray, because it seems this is the only way we can serve the Word of God. Pastor Daniel Catanero, dressed as a waiter, said as he opened the worship bar at the Comunidad Redentor, which means Redeemer Community Evangelical Church, in the city of uh, city of San Lorenzo in Argentina, so apart from the bre- breaded ve- veal headed for the table of four, here goes the word of God from the house of the Lord to all nations. They were serving veal, apparently. <laughs> nice. They may be Baptists. <laughs> uh, we want to exercise our constitutional right to practice our faith. He told the local media, "Bars can open, shops can open. Why are they discriminating against us?" Now, I've heard several of my friends on Facebook make the same point about churches, too. I think the joke over here was uh, just have Sunday school at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> the big one over the past few weeks is uh, just pretend you're having a protest at your church. Yeah. There was a race. We didn't have time for that in the show, but there was a race that they had a race and they labeled it a protest to yes. try to get away with having it. Yes, Exactly. So he's considering further alternatives to avoid the ban, 
a drive-in worship has been announced for Sunday in an open plot near the church. Now, I saw several churches mm-hmm. around here doing that. Um, and they will assemble their cars to hear the word from the pastor, he tweeted. A record high of 1,391 new cases were recorded in Argentina on Friday, which is child's play compared to America. Which <laughs> right. is, I mean, we're, we're dominating <laughs> coronavirus. We're showing the world how, it, how it's done. Uh, but they've been more successful in its fight against the virus than its neighbors Brazil and Chile, with nearly 830,000 cases and 161,000 cases, respectively. So he just wants to have church, mm-hmm. just wants to have his church, and they won't let him. And so he's like, we're going to be a bar. <laughs> Seems like a logical plan. Did they not? I guess they didn't shut down the bars in Argentina. Well, they allowed them to reopen okay. at less than full capacity. But churches, no. But churches, no. Uh-huh. Right. Because, you know, you can't have us getting together talking about God. <laughs> a bunch of troublemakers. Yeah. You can go out and get a beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And maybe even take someone home. Sure. Yeah. Right. A stranger. <laughs> as long as you're not talking about the Bible. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I applaud him for his efforts. Yes. To uh, to continue to bring the word of God to his congregation. Agreed. Now, he did have bread and veal. And you know what goes good on bread and veal? What? Cajun Curl. Of course. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl by Ubuntu Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. It was created on Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it is a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing, it's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next bar church worship up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. The church down the street isn't going to be able to compete for that. <laughs> You're going to get some new visitors. And that's a win-win. The Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice on the chips will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blend Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats on Greensboro and 35th, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace. And if you didn't know this, Piggly Wiggly was the world's first self-serve grocery store. Really? started in Tennessee. Another thing the South called the world, <laughs> self-serve grocery stores. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you pay full price. That's right. And for the month of June, if you sign up for the Earth Oddity Patreon yep. at patreon.com slash earth oddity at the 10 or $15 levels, you get a can of Cajun Curl absolutely free. That's right. You as can't well beat as it. our love and appreciation. That's right. You can't beat it. <laughs> I saw Todd posted a picture. He's got a huggy, too. Yeah. You know, to cool his beverages. Mm-hmm. I mean, squirrel? I don't know if... uh, (laughs) I'm just saying, I hadn't seen a huggy getting thrown around anywhere. (laughs) I don't know if that's included in the... uh, I don't don't know if it is or not either. I'm just saying, I I didn't know that huggies were available. (laughs) Right. You know? I thought they were koozies. Maybe, I mean, huggy, koozie, I don't know. It's all the same, right? All the same. A huggy is a diaper. (laughs) Yeah. Well, John, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. Let's hit them up. We have two voicemails this week, and we're going to start with our favorite Canadian listener, okay, Ms. Jacqueline. 
Hey guys, it's Jacqueline. Uh, I just want to start by telling you a little funny story that happened to me this week, and it relates to two of the stories you talked about, that mess and wine. Uh, so I had this really bad allergic reaction and ended up to the hospital. I'm fine. Anyway, long story short. But uh, no one knows, like I've never had an allergic reaction before, so we have no idea what I'm allergic to. So we have been going through a regimen of buying different kinds of uh, antihistamines, anti-allergy medications. So I've been buying a ton of anti-allergy medication lately, so I'm pretty sure I'm on a list. Uh, and then, so I did finally get a prescription for these uh, super allergy pills or whatever. And I asked the pharmacist if, because uh, I do enjoy a glass of wine every now or day. And uh, so the first thing I said was, with this prescription, am I allowed to drink wine on it? And she said, yes, there's no problem with uh, mixing alcohol with it, unless it's alcohol that you're allergic to, ha ha. And I said, oh my God, could you even imagine? So now I'm on a list and I'm officially uh, known to the pharmacist as the drunk. So, uh, that's my, been my week. Uh, oh, you were asking how did I find your show? Uh, not surprisingly enough, um, where is the line? Go, uh, took me to you. Um, uh, my Canadian sister, John, I'm not going to kill spiders because I'm a kind of an animal rights person. I know, haha. So, uh, yes, I'm bigger than spiders, but I'm still not going to hurt them or kill them because that's just how I roll. But Jacqueline, they're gonna kill you. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I don't. I'm not advocating for the senseless murder of spiders, <laughs> but there are times when a spider has to be dealt with, right? And you should be able to deal with it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying go out and just randomly kill spiders, but say you go and peel back your covers one night and there's a spider in there, you need to deal with it. It's violated your bed, you know. <laughs> can't let that happen. My personal opinion is I don't believe the murder of spiders to be senseless. <laughs> okay. But that's just me. What I'm, do not, I know? I'm not a killer. I'm a lover. I've, <laughs> I've went over that on the podcast. Yeah. I, I don't kill needlessly. You know, I have before. Yeah. Uh, that's the old me. But some things need to be dealt with. Some, yeah. Like if yeah. your daughter's freaking out because there's a spider in your room. You know, scooping it up in a cup and dumping it outside is not enough. She needs to know that daddy's there and he's willing to kill something with his bare hands. I'll squish a spider with my thumb in a heart. You know, that's impressive. Uh And the good thing to do is you can get your kids to come by and you're like, hey, look, kids, you see this spider? And they're all sitting around like, look, if you ever do drugs, this is what I'm going to do to you. And you just take your thumb and squish it right in front of them. You know? With my daughter, I'm like, if you ever have sex before you're married, I'm so. <laughs> take the spider out. This is what'll happen to you. It'll happen to your boyfriend too. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh best way to celebrate Canada Day. Uh listening to Nickelback and blowing up fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my favorite things. <laughs> uh, that's how you remind me of Canada Day. <laughs> That's not really it, but uh, your guys' suggestions is really good. Find a moose, ride it, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and I usually don't talk about the Patreon section because I know not everybody that's listening knew about it, but you did ask if there was a disease that you could get from uh, eating uh, human meat. And yes, there is. Um, it's actually akin to mad cow disease in, in cows. Uh, it's a prion that if you eat uh, undercooked human brains, uh, you can actually get this disease and it's... Uh, it will. It's a neurological disease, and it will kill you. Uh, the name of it eludes me right now. I think it's called like Kura or Kuru or something like that. K U R U. Sounds familiar. What it's called. Um, but yes, it is. A, it's a disease that you can get from eating undercooked human brains. So again, love that you would uh, think that I would know that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Kuru. K U R U. Anyway, uh, great show again. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. So, yeah, apparently, I guess you can just, yes, yeah, undercooked human brains. The brain would be the last part I'd want to eat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm in the clear. Me and Alex Jones are in the clear. <laughs> no, I mean, I thank Jacqueline for letting us know where she found us. <laughs> Through our great friends at Where is the Line. Mm-hmm. If you're not listening to Where is the Line, then you're wrong. <laughs> just to simply put it. They do a great show over there, even if my little baby 
belly can't take it. My mm-hmm. line gets strong very quickly. Not for the faint of heart. Time. I'll say that. Yeah. Not for the faint of heart. Not for the faint of heart. But Kevin is a good dude. I like Kevin a lot. The greatest voice of yes. in all of the style, uh-huh. really. And I haven't met his new co-host, but she seems like a cool yeah. girl. So yeah, yeah, I listened to her. She did a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got one from Nathan. Hey, I was just coming to say that you, I thought today's podcast was really, or the re- most recent podcast was really good. Just saying that. Bye. Thanks, right. Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. We think your voicemail was best voicemail you've given us so far. Best sound quality, for yes. sure. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you, Nathan. I thought it was particularly good, too. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> we agree on it. Mm-hmm. We don't have any new reviews, I don't believe. No, I checked before we went on the air, and we didn't have any new ones. So if you're out there and you haven't left us a review, Mm -hmm. feel free to go and leave us a review, write up what you would like, and we'll read it on the air. Yeah. Hadn't had one since April. It's been a while. Coronavirus shut them down. It's been a minute. Coronavirus (laughs) has kept people from putting them up. That's that's what I'm telling myself. Yes. Yeah. Well, John, I would like to thank all of our patrons okay. who make this show possible, but I would like to especially thank Mr. Daniel Hendrick, Ms. Jackie B. Todd Glover, James White, Chris Tipton, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Mr. Derek Reeves, and Mr. Tyler Bond. Okay. We thank y'all so much yeah. for if- giving to the show and making what we do possible. Right. So. Yeah, and if you uh, if you hadn't signed up yet, now's the time mm-hmm. to do it. Right. At the $10 level, you'll get a free mm-hmm. container of Cajun Curl Spice, and it'll change your life. You'll never look back. At the $5 level, you get an extended portion to every single show, and every month you get an all-exclusive patrons-only episode. That's right. Where we kind of... We usually take a couple odd news stories, but we do other stuff and yeah. we just have a fun, you know, yeah, just, it's a lot of fun. Just a little goofing. And we also have a $2 level yeah. if you just want to kick us a couple bucks. <laughs> Help us out, please. Yes. <laughs> and we got a ways to go, but we do have a 100 patron level or 100 patron goal. If yeah. we can get 100 patrons, everybody gets a t-shirt there regardless what level you're at 92 so. left to sign up <laughs> let's go no it's, we got we got 15 oh okay so, yeah. all right well on our way yeah we'll say 85 <laughs> yes. left yeah we're almost there <laughs> yeah yeah we'll we'll get that in no time <laughs> yep well john you got anything else nope just thanks for listening if you for whatever reason don't want to sign up for patreon can't sign up for the patreon all you got to do is tell your friends to listen to it. Especially your rich friends. <laughs> I tell you, we don't class discriminate <laughs> no. at Earth Oddity. So you can just tell any of your friends that there's a couple of rednecks who have a podcast that mm-hmm. you would like uh, them to check out. And maybe they like it, maybe they hate it, but we'll never know either way. Unless you let them listen to it. So. Or send us a hate mail into yeah, the show. Sure. And then yeah. we'll read it on the air. Surprisingly, we've gotten really no hate mail. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> Not it's yet. kind of amazing that we have it yet. You know, you know I, I think the reason that is, is uh, not a lot of our Christian friends listen to us. True. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's I, why. I, it's one of the most surprising things about doing this podcast for... Almost going on two years now, right? No, it's two and a half. Two now. and a half years. We started in January of 2018. So Is that no one at church has pulled me aside to have a conversation <laughs> with me. Which that'll happen over how you park in the parking sure, lot. Right, yeah. It's you not, sit in the wrong seat. It's not an odd thing to get pulled to the side and, and corrected on something. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> all that does is let me know that the people we go to church with don't listen to the show. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> We got one of us designing us a logo. Yeah. And don't forget about her. I don't think she goes to church here anymore. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I think she left. Oh, I didn't know. Well, she didn't tell nobody. Okay. She just faded away. She just, yeah, she just. I think I would do the fade away, too, if I ever decided to leave. <laughs> I wouldn't let you. <laughs> just fade on a while. I couldn't anyways. I get so many texts from this deck of church, I could never get away from it. <laughs> Even if you did uh, pick up roots and move somewhere else, you'd still be getting those Carol's Creek text messages. <laughs> Look, the worst thing that anybody ever did at this church was teach 
our church staff how to send mass texts out. <laughs> you know, that's the worst mistake ever. <laughs> I get four or five yeah. of them a day. It's too much. I've tried to have this conversation. Like this church mass text, it's not a Twitter account. Yeah, right. This is your text messages. Yes, right. You so know, my phone's going off during meetings <laughs> and stuff. If you want to tell me about how the Lord spoke to you this morning and like <laughs> God's plans for the church, you need to do that on a Twitter account yeah, right. at Carol's Creek. <laughs> Lord, let's not introduce him to Twitter. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you want to, what do we got coming up in the Patreon extension? Um, I got a good show, a good story about uh, about young men in the in our current age. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We have what Hollywood is preparing to do with certain steamy scenes in movies. Okay. And CGI. All right. As a direct result of the coronavirus concerns going on in Hollywood. All right. Makes sense. So. Okay. I feel like that can open up a lot of questions yeah. that probably shouldn't be asked, but we're going to ask them anyway. So, yeah, we'll probably get into And them. you're only going to hear about that in the Earth Oddity Extended portion. <laughs> so you better join up now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you got anything else? Nope. Just uh, I hope everybody is returning to normal in their lives mm-hmm. and having a wonderful time doing that. And I know there's a lot of turmoil in the world. We got a lot of problems we need to fix, and the only way we're going to fix them is together. Yes. And if I've ever said anything that could get me canceled, just know that I didn't mean it. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Right. I didn't mean it at all. I'm preemptively apologizing. That's right. I apologize for everything. I'm going to go ahead and apologize three times. I'm going to do one better than Drew Brees. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well... You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, you can reach us at earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Do you like to look at pictures? Occasionally we post show art. Missed it this week, sorry. <laughs> When we do post those, you can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. It's like a surprise when you follow us. You never know when you're going to get one. Yes. Yeah. But by far the best way to get in touch with us is our handy-dandy phone number. If they want to leave a voicemail, what's that number, John? Okay, hold on. Before we give out that, let me say this. If you want to be an Instagram intern for us... <laughs> You can contact me and we can talk about what you could do to help us out on Instagram, okay? <laughs> apparently the guy running it right now is not as responsible as it <laughs> should be. So our phone number is 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. We'll be with you in a minute. (laughs) That's right. (laughs)